The approved Willow project is now facing several lawsuits. TikTok is under investigation by the Department of Justice and the FBI. Details on these stories and much more coming up on this morning's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. It is Monday, March 20th. We're almost done with March, y'all. 2023. We're back here with another news episode. Chris, again, unfortunately could not join me for this episode, but we do have news to talk about this morning. We are not without things to go over, uh, but we will get to that in just a second. First, let's look at the weather headed into this week across the country. In Los Angeles, it'll be mostly cloudy today with a high of 62 degrees. In Houston, Texas, it'll also It'll also be mostly cloudy with a high of 58 degrees. The clouds continue in Chicago with a high of 47 degrees. And New York City breaks the mold with clear skies today with a high of 49 degrees. Lots of clouds except in New York. You know, New York City just had to be the unique one. They had to be the odd man out and have clear skies. But it should be a relatively nice Monday overall. Little rain going through the areas mentioned. So that'll be good. That'll be good. Before I get into the news, though, I want to make a quick uh, callback to, I believe it was last Monday's episode, where Chris and I were talking about things that aren't broke that companies are trying to fix. And the the whole topic of conversation surrounded Google and their changes uh, to Drive and Sheets and the like, where everything looks different, despite the fact that it, it was probably just fine the way it was, but at least in our opinion, but We also quickly talked about Spotify, and I had mentioned in that episode, in that conversation, that I didn't notice any changes to Spotify. Chris said that despite the fact that he's not a huge Spotify fan, he had seen changes to their interface and had seen changes to how everything's laid out. And at that point, I hadn't seen any of it. To me, everything still looked the same. I don't know if mine just hadn't updated or what, but I found one of the major changes and it irritates me. And this is another example of things being changed that didn't need changing. Things that are being fixed that weren't broken to begin with. And the major thing that I found, the major issue that I found, was that they changed the way that you like songs or that you add songs to your liked songs playlist. So for a while now, Spotify has had the liked songs playlist. Before their major... Uh, UI update back and I think it was 2019 they used to have the library and the library was where all your like songs went well now they separated the library and your like songs playlist so they're two different things and that's been the case since 2019 and it was pretty easy to add songs or albums to that like songs playlist you just go to the more actions menu on the song or the album and hit like or in in the case of a song you hit like in the case of an album it's a little bit different but That like button is now gone, at least from what I can see whenever I use it. That like button is now gone on the mobile app, and instead you have to go to add to playlist and then click on the like songs and then hit done. So essentially, they added about two to three extra steps to add a single song to your like songs playlist, and that irritates me because it was so much simpler before. It was fine the way it was. There was nothing wrong with it, and it's not like they put anything in its place that would make the move necessary. So I don't understand. Things are being changed when they probably shouldn't be. We just got to slow down. 
Like, don't don't change what doesn't need changing. Don't fix what isn't broken. This is a, a continuous message, apparently, that we have to get across on this show because things just keep moving. They keep changing. And then it likely leads to other breaks. I'm fully expecting something to happen. <laughs> but for now, you know, Spotify is still working, so I guess I can't complain about that. It hasn't been completely destroyed, but I just don't like that little change and it's these little changes that get really annoying but that's enough ranting for this morning because i don't have chris here to rant with so you guys don't want to listen to that for all too long so let's jump right into the show shall we because we do again have some things to talk about and starting out was it an act of war that is the question that was being answered by the secretary of defense and the chairman of the joint chiefs last week regarding the u.s surveillance drone that was taken down over the black sea last week if war goes i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there incidents happen um and and uh, clearly uh we do not uh, seek armed conflict with uh with russia and uh and and i believe that uh, uh at this point we should investigate this incident that was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. And just because this wasn't an act of war, that doesn't mean that it isn't problematic. We know that the intercept was intentional. Uh, we know that the aggressive behavior was intentional. We also know it was very unprofessional and very unsafe. So now what? That's the real question. Now what happens? What do we do? What's going on? Well, across the board, it is agreed upon that keeping the lines of communication open between the two countries is absolutely critical. And in fact, Secretary Austin met with his Russian counterpart last week. It's really key that, uh, that we're able to pick up the phone and engage each other. Uh, and I think uh, that uh, that will help to uh, prevent miscalculation going forward. According to U.S. officials, the incident happened Tuesday morning over the Black Sea when the Russian government started dumping oil on the ground and clipped the propeller of the drone and basically rendered it unflyable. And Russia is claiming that the Black Sea is their space, that it that is under their control. But the U.S. says that no, that is not the case at all, and that it's international airspace. Therefore, they're going to continue with their own business as far as international law allows them to. And the Russian government also said that they are going to retrieve the downed U.S. drone, which the U.S. is basically saying good luck at this point, because with the way that it was hit, it is likely in several not several, but many pieces at this point sunk to the bottom of the Black Sea at around 3,000 feet and any intelligence would have been wiped clean by now. So as we reported last week, the Biden administration went forward and approved the Willow Project and allowed it to go forward. However, several lawsuits were also filed again, as we reported last week, to stop the plan from making any headway. And it is also worth mentioning, again, that the Biden administration approved the Willow Project at a scaled-back rate. It was not the full plan that ConocoPhillips had brought forward with the five drilling sites. Only three out of the five had been approved. However, this is not enough for the plaintiffs, as they say that this project will ruin the environment from several different sectors, and that a proper analysis was not conducted by the Biden administration ahead of approval. Now, what's interesting to note and important to note that we haven't to this point is that the Trump administration also went through this same song and dance back in 2020 when they approved the Willow Project only to be sued by several groups over that approval and a federal judge in Alaska shut the project down agreeing with plaintiffs that a proper analysis was not conducted. So 
like I said last week when this whole thing was approved, the litigation factor is going to keep this project tied up for quite some time. It's likely going to be buried in lawsuits and litigation, and so there is still a long road ahead for the Willow Project before it actually even breaks ground, if it gets to break ground. Sell TikTok or the app is being banned. That is the escalation that we saw from the Biden administration last week. And overall, it is in a goal to keep Americans safe, and which which is something that we reported on starting back in 2021 when a review was started to figure out a plan to keep Americans safe. Well, as of last week, that review is over and the general consensus and the overall agreement is that the plan is not safe enough. And for the first time since he took office, President Biden is giving TikTok that ultimatum, either sell the app or it's being banned, plain and simple. And if this sounds familiar to you, then, well, it pretty much is. As we reported back in 2020, President Trump tried to do the same thing. He tried to have TikTok sold from its Chinese owners or the app was being banned. That was essentially the consensus during the Trump administration. However, when he tried to do this, he was shut down in federal court several different times and it never went anywhere. But the big difference now is that it looks like Congress is going to try and give president the power to ban the app through the Restrict Act, which would essentially give the president the ability to ban software from overseas if it poses a national security threat. And if that law passes, which is likely, it would give him the power that Trump did not have. So why does ByteDance not sell the app? Why are they holding out over this whole situation? Well, in short, it's because they don't want to lose 100 million users. They think that they have the opportunity to uh, keep those users and to keep moving forward without issue, so they aren't willing to sell right away. And TikTok themselves said that they are very disappointed over this decision, saying that it's not going to address the national security threat that the U.S. is so worried about. And it is very likely that we're going to see lawsuits over this. This is, this is another situation that will likely end up in a long litigation battle, and we are going to have to keep our eyes on that moving forward. And the drama over TikTok does not stop there as they are now under investigation by the Department of Justice and the FBI. The news broke on Friday that an investigation was being started against TikTok after several allegations came out saying that several TikTok employees were spying on journalists. The employees in question were confirmed to have accessed restricted data to get to the sources of leaks from journalists. According to ByteDance, the employees gained access to certain journalists' IP addresses as well as some of their contacts connected to them through their TikTok account as well as other data. ByteDance also said that the employees are no longer employed by the company. The FBI and Department of Justice have so far declined to comment on the matter. ByteDance decided to respond, however, saying through one of their spokesmen, quote, we have strongly condemned the actions of the individuals found to have been involved, and they are no longer employed at ByteDance. Our internal investigation is still ongoing, and we will cooperate with any official investigations when brought to us. End quote. This investigation, of course, causes a further growth of concern for the national security risk posed by TikTok and Chinese-owned ByteDance. And the White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, said Thursday that the app is still being reviewed and monitored by a number of different federal agencies. So again, this investigation is moving forward by the federal government. Another one that's going to be a drawn out battle. We'll have to see what the results are of that. 
And you may have heard that the president signed an executive order that tightens up gun regulations. But when you really read into it, it's not all that different than what he has already been doing. And the executive order is more to bring awareness to what the federal government is doing to make sure that gun safety is at its highest point. However, there is one part to this executive order that you may be able to take notice to, and that is an increase to the number of background checks done. Now, this does not issue new background checks. This does not actually order more background checks necessarily. It more just acts as orders to the attorney general, telling him to do everything in his power to ensure that those that sell firearms actually follow all of the regulations required. Now getting into rapid news, North Korea launched a missile on Sunday that was described as a short-range ballistic missile that traveled 500 miles into its bordering sea, leading many to believe that this missile could be used to attack South Korea if it comes to that. And also, Wyoming became the first state last week to ban abortion pills in the United States. More on that in an article sometime this week. Keep your eyes open for that. Getting into good news for this morning, and this is honestly such a cool story. We've had ones like this on the show before, but they never cease to amaze me. As two women, Annie and Sheila Ann, were born during World War II, and they weren't born together. They had the same father. However, they were born in different countries and were both put up for adoption around the end of World War II. So not only were they born in different countries, you know, so mind you, these are half-sisters. They have the same father, but then were further removed from each other by being adopted into completely separate families. And it wasn't until over 70 years later that they learned that the other existed. It was because members of their own families had basically urged them to get DNA tests to see where their family heritage had come from. They both knew that they were adopted. And so there was a push from, you know, certain members of their own families to get DNA tests done uh, to see where their lineage actually came from. And that's how they ended up finding each other. And originally a video call was set up for the two of them. Now, mind you, there was a bit of a language barrier because Annie was born in the Netherlands, Sheila Ann in the UK. So a bit of a language barrier there. However, they, they both said that it was a connection at first sight, and their family members who helped orchestrate the whole thing said the same thing. They have the same hobbies. They have the same you know medical complaints, as one of them put it. They have the same complaints. They have the same hobbies. They have the same interests. Like They are truly sisters, and yet they have never, up until that point, spoken to one another, let alone spent time with one another. They've never spoken to one another grew up in completely different countries and yet it is they both said it was like looking in a mirror and they have actually met face to face now where they decided to crochet together and do a few other things together and just had the time of their lives and Annie who again was born in the Netherlands is trying to learn English so that they can communicate better and wishes that Sheila lived closer so that they could talk more and just you know basically hang out more be sisters for the first time in 70 75 years absolutely insane i can't believe stories like this amaze me the fact that they both happen to take dna tests the fact that in both families they were you know just kind of urged and encouraged to take that dna test around the same time too and the fact that they were able to get that meeting 
set up, not only over video chat, but in person as well. It is absolutely incredible. And I just love the fact it, it warms my heart in a way, to be honest with you, to know that they connected so quickly and so easily with each other and that they really did feel like sisters. That is one of the most incredible things about this whole thing. And it's just so heartwarming to see that they want to spend more time together. The fact that Annie is trying to learn English so that they can communicate more and be a part of each other's lives. It, it's just amazing. It's amazing. It's, it feels borderline impossible. It feels like something out of a movie, but this is real life. This is real, you know, a real story, real things happening right in front of our eyes incredible but that is the end of this monday morning episode you guys i will be back here tomorrow morning with an episode of eye on the ball you don't want to miss out on that you definitely don't want to miss out on idiots in the news on wednesday chris will most definitely be back for that and then on friday for a news episode to round out the work week but until tomorrow morning you guys have a great start to your week bye